Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Good morning, beautiful people. Welcome to Weeds of Waves. Well, change, change comes when you least expect it. When everything is like, it, it always it always changes. Nothing ever saves the same. That's a, a very common uh, phrase that is used. It's like, wow, lots of changes coming my way and it's, it's okay, we will roll with them. And yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, Pretty Cat's here, he's, uh, he's watching the process at the moment. Um, yeah, so what do I wanna talk to you today about? I've just read, um, yeah, I just read a, a, an article and it was by it was reviewing a a book i suppose by a robert kerr and it was all about death and dying and one of the things i've been sad about it touches me um is when old people uh, this year in the last year has died all alone and it's heartbreaking and you're thinking it's so wrong it's it's so wrong it gets you angry it's like yeah, I can feel the anger and the rage there that people should be holding the hands of their loved ones as they pass. And those are all nice words as they die, as they shift this body into the next. Now, I don't believe that this is the end. I don't believe that this is my body. This is just is something I, it's my spacesuit that I wear for 80, 90 years and then pass it on. Um, but it's still very important to me. It's important that I keep it safe and it's still my portal, if you like, into this world. And I have blood family that if they were if they were ready to shed off their spacesuit, I would want to be holding their hand as they go. When my grandmother died when I was about 20, I remember not being there. And it, it, I was outside and it was like, okay, but you know, I think other family members were there at the time, but we were all crowded round her, maybe not in the same room, but she didn't go alone. Uh, her last words for, to me was go away and come back when I'm better. And I'll always remember that. And yeah, I, I was very young at the time. I, I didn't know, I didn't understand. And I wish I'd understood more. And when people write this, uh, these articles, and I'm, I'm moved by them because it helps me understand. Uh, Dr. Robert Kerr is a physician and he has um, helped or been present while many of his patients have parted. And it's good to have a scientific view because the science say that they're having a real, when they start seeing things, they're having a drug reaction. And maybe they're not. And it's too common and there are too many different drugs that they're on to be that is that's to be that just general blanket statement that yeah, they were on medication. Because I know that past life, you know, regression and lucid dreaming and astral projection and um near death experiences, they all have the same feeling to it. Different people, different perceptions but there is the same general pattern which I find fascinating um, we are not just this meat and potatoes thing there is so much beyond and I think there's more beyond than there are in meat and potatoes personally I can't believe that we are this small 
so limited. When I feel that I'm like compressed into a human body, it, it, it's uncomfortable. Um, and I remember being pregnant and it was like, I have two human bodies in this body and it's very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> so yeah, I, when, when I read doctor's accounts of people passing, I get moved by it. Things like old ladies that are just about to, to leave their bodies, reaching for their children that they lost, um, and calling their names out and holding them. And that's like, wow. And they're, they're calling on to loved ones that are, they've lost, so they've lost their own mothers and their own fathers and children. And they're there and they're present and they're real for the people that are passing. And I think that's awesome. I think that, wow, if I could be an angel, I'd be an angel of death. I would help people pass over because I do believe that there's a lot of fear involved, a lot of unknown, and you just want to just hold them and say it's going to be okay. Even if it isn't, it's going to be okay. Um, somebody told me a story once as they were there. I suppose it was their surrogate father was passing. And it was like waves. As each wave passed, he, he, there was a little bit less of him focused. So as each wave came and went, came and went, there was less of the personality there. And yeah, I can see how that would work in a, in a slow, gentle death. Um, I would suppose my grandmother did the same. There was just less and less of her as, as time went by. And you can see it in people that are sort of, yeah, that are approaching the fact that their body is failing. I'm, I love the stories that apparently our bodies are washed with DMT at the point of a death that is a little bit sudden or soon, which means, yeah, you're going to be slightly out, your, you'll be very out of your face. But that's a nice, gentle way of going. I don't believe that it hurts. Um, birth hurts, death death is easy. I think I also believe in reincarnation, so I think we've done it quite a few times, and hopefully memory kicks in. But the um, the doctor's account was talking about also how children pass, and that, as a mum, to me is like, oh, that would be the worst ever. But apparently children reach out to dead pets and relatives that they've never met that pass long before they're born. And I'm like, oh, that's lovely. And a, a little girl was saying that her dog was there and it, she, she was going to be fine. She was just going to go and play with her dog. And again, my heart is moved by things like this because if you can't reach out and hold a loved one's hand, um, maybe there's somebody else is. The, the, the other side is pulling them. And that, to me, is reassuring. So they didn't die alone. They had, they had presence, they had love, they had family there. And that's wonderful. Um, that's, we need stories like that. I don't believe it's drug-induced. I think, I've heard, you know, when the brain is de derived of oxygen, yes, hallucinations happen. Hallucinations. I've had hallucinations. I've had sort of interesting drug experiences once upon a time. I've also had visions, and the flavour is different. I don't need drug-induced things anymore because I can do it pretty much on my own. And yeah, that's, that's a, a thing that you practice at, but I still feel that this is not my body, that I'm bigger than this, and that when we move from this state to the next, it is our own path. We're not all the same. Um, each of us have a, a perspective on life that is very different from one another, and 
your perspective on death may be very different from mine. So maybe for you there isn't reincarnation. Maybe it's heaven or uh, nirvana or sort of uh, whatever is your faith. Is the cat eating the plant again? Yeah, thanks. No, he's not eating. Okay. He goes and chews. Spider plants are not good for him. I don't know if he chews it or just tries to move it out the way. But yes, <laughs> where was I? Oh, yeah. Um, the, the Nirvana bit is, is lovely where you go into a paradise or you don't believe there's anything. So there's just a void. Ah, nah, I'm sorry. Um, there's far too much to, that would be wasted. And I don't believe the universe wastes anything. And our experience in, in this 3D reality is a valid, Jesus, fucking valid um, reality. And it's, it, it has to have a reason. <laughs> you, you start looking around for them, but there has to be a reason why we go through all of this. And it's the intensity and the never-ending uh, flow of it. Yeah, so... I'm very thankful for physicians that can write um, about death and the dying and uh, the comforting. There is uh, Elizabeth Kubler or something like She wrote an awful lot about this as well. And yeah, it's, it's something that when I go, um, I will be reaching out for my granny. You know, that's the sort of thing that it's, it may be trite and it may be all my imagination. Um, but I'm willing to say that it isn't. And I'm willing to say that... I would be reaching out for people that have passed over and know know the terrain and it's like just just help the transition because I have to leave this body and the cellular degradation has got to happen. I'm 50 years old. I have to look at it. Um, I'm not frightened of it. In a lot of ways it would excite me because it's like, yeah, give me something. Give me, let's go see, see new stuff. But I'd be sad for the people I'd leave behind. Yeah. Um, so it, it would be that that whole thing and then there's a little bit of like is it going to hurt lots but if I've got DMT flooding my system way well, hey, yeah I'm going to be out of my face um, so I'm not sure that we should fear death and I don't think we should fear death for others I think we should be sad that they're gone absolutely because we miss them the physical presence is is a, is a horrible ache the lack of their being that you can't talk to them or hug them and get a response <laughs> you may be able to hug them and kiss them in the other realm but there this realm there is like an absence um and that's that is sad that's a, a grief and that some people never ever lose that grief and it's it's a, something that needs to be faced but for the person that's going i like to think that they're free from the pain of the body because the body gets weighed down um and I'm hoping that there are loved ones, loved pets, just welcoming you on the other side. I have a friend who's a medium and she's tried to teach me how to contact the dead and I can't do it. I deal with the living, not the dead. The living far more intrigue me um, and I'm not sure I can cross that. But yeah, it's, it's a good subject and I think everybody should look at it. A long time ago I did shamanic uh, training and I spent the night and we had to go into the woods and we dug a hole in the ground and we, um, yeah, we dug our own grave and it was wet, it was muddy and miserable and we, like, I lined it with some plastic and a sleeping bag. But we 
yeah, it was all separate and nobody was around and basically we were just in the woods. And we dug our own grave and we spent the night in our own grave, contemplating our own death. And we'd written out our obituary and what we wanted to achieve. And yeah, it was a good, it was a good lesson. I was again quite young um, when I went through this. And it's like it taught me how to face death. It taught me that death is okay. We've done it many times before and it's okay. And when I go, I want people to celebrate my life, not grieve my death because it's cool. I don't plan to go soon though. <laughs> just just a one-off. Um, it can happen, but I'm kind of enjoying life. It's got a lot of changes right now, a lot of experiences, uh, a lot of um, things to experience, a lot of chaos to experience in order to experience. Um, so I'm not ready to go yet, but I'm still, I will always look at things that, yeah, there's bigger than me. And that's definitely bigger than me. Okay, so yeah, I also want to say a quick quick note to somebody who left a comment on my YouTube channel yesterday. I'll always try and answer you if I've got something to say about it. Sometimes I don't have anything to say about it. Um, but yeah, I, I do accept the fact that I need to stay in balance and that's great. But um, the other day was somebody, uh, I presume a UFO. Now I was talking about UFOs and things like that and how I'm a little sceptical. But un unidentified flying objects around military bases, yeah. Absolutely. I'm a raft brat. I know things that fly around. Um, I went into Rendlesham Forest not long after something had happened there. And it was it was scorched earth. I mean, there was like, phew, something had happened there. So, yeah, I don't necessarily believe in aliens, okay? <laughs> I'm willing to be wrong on that. To really, You know, you, you make a stand and then you're thinking, well, I'll be flexible if they invade, okay? Or I'll even, maybe it's an illusion. Okay, I'll be flexible if they invade. But unidentified flying objects are more likely to be military aircraft than aliens invading. Um, there are different types of aliens and I will sort of... I don't think they're flying in from other planets. How about that one? <laughs> I have other speculations about uh, jinn and demons and stuff like that that could be perceived as aliens, but they're kind of like from parallel universes or universe or just a sort of a... Yeah, pocket of space or something. But Jin is a very interesting subject on this. The Jin, spelt D-J-I-N-N. Um, I'm fascinated by them. I've got a few books I've got to read on them. But that's a whole nother story. But yes, military uh, air, air, military bases have an awful lot of weird things flying around them. And I don't believe in aliens, though. Humans are quite enough. Okay, thank you for watching. And I love you lots. Take care of yourselves and each other, and thank you for my supporters. Bye now. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. This is Sylvanus at Weaves of Waves, and I hope I weaved for you some hope, some empowerment, and if nothing else, I made you smile. Take care of yourselves and each other. Love you lots. Bye now.